with this year and every year is Thanksgiving. Because it doesn't come natural for us to be Thanksgiving, to be thankful. And it often leaves us a lots of room for improvement. If one thing is evident in the Bible, it's that Thanksgiving does not come naturally. In fact, it kind of goes against our human nature to be thankful. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God warns the children of Israel after they were moving into the promised land. If you read chapter 8 there, he goes over it and he says, this is land of milk and honey. You're coming from, I mean, if you've ever read it, you know what they came from, slavery. And they went through all of the trials and tribulations, wandering for 40 years. They're going into the promised land and he tells them several times, don't forget. Isn't that sad that he has to tell us, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what has happened to you and who's brought you here. Who's the one that got you out of slavery? Who's the one that got you through the desert? Who's the one that has provided for you? Who's the one that has protected you all these years? Don't forget. What he's telling us is we're very easily, you know, uh, selfish, very quickly to pat our uh, own selves. You know, you ever heard the saying, don't, don't hurt your arm patting yourself on the back? We do that a lot. We don't tend to give credit where credit is due. Then in Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there he met, met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Ten, in this story, ten lepers. Now, leprosy was the most feared at that time, in the ancient times. They could not um, live with normal people. This was basically a, a death sentence. No cure. They had to live outside of the city. They had to you know, find their own means. No, no contact with friends or relatives. Their toes and nose and fingers would literally fall off. But Jesus heals all ten of them. But how many came back and was thankful? One. One person came back. And you can look at this story and you say, well, they're just crazy they're stupid but how many of us have been blessed how many how many here have been healed how many here have been healed from something major and how quick are we to be thankful to god daily we need to be thankful to god not yearly not on thanksgiving not 
at church on Sunday morning, but daily we need to be. What's it say here? I like this. It says in verse 16, it says, and uh, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Not just, oh, thanks, God. He was thankful. That's a boy that's thankful right there. That's not just, oh, hey, good job. Appreciate that. He's on his face, at his feet, on the ground, saying, thank you. You don't understand how this means to me. I am so thankful to you. Giving you praise and glories given to him. And it says, with a loud voice, he glorified God. He was not shy about it. He didn't care what anyone else thought. He didn't care what anyone else said because he was healed. Jesus had healed him and he wasn't going to be shy about it. Are we thankful to God? Another reason we seem to have problems with Thanksgiving is the very human tendency to focus on negativity. You know what I'm talking about? 100 things go right in our day. One thing goes wrong. What do we focus on? The one thing. You get home, and do you talk about the 100 amazing things, or do you focus on the negative? Do you know what she said to me today? Oh, my goodness. This, and we go on about the negative. I mean, dealing with customers. How many deal with customers? A couple of us. All right. We can have... A hundred good ones. But boy, that one will tear you up and ruin your day if you allow it. If we focus on that negative. And we do that as humans. We tend to focus on the negative. And one thing goes wrong. One, one thing goes bad in our life. And we want to quit. We want to give up. We don't focus on the positives in our life. We don't focus on how well people treat us. We don't focus on, on what God has given us. We focus on the negative things. This is what Paul is talking about in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. What's he telling them? Now we focus on this, and and we'll, you know, when someone's saying something negative, we'll say, Hey, is that pure? Is that true? Is that just that's the only thing you're supposed to talk about? Done it, she's done it, we've all done that. But let's look at it a little different. Maybe he's focusing, saying, Hello, you want a good life? It says here, if if you want to to have God's peace then this is what you need to focus on. Don't worry about the negative. Don't worry about that bad person. Don't worry that, that you don't have filet mignon. You got hamburger. Give him thanks for your hamburger because there's a lot of people that don't have hamburger. I don't like hamburger. <laughs> you know what? Then You know, sound like the Israelites, don't we? I don't like hamburger. We were down in Florida and we were serving... And um, they were they were making chicken. They made, you know, like chicken breast. And then the next day they made chicken stew or whatever. And then they made chicken this. And it was a lot of chicken for a whole week of chicken. And people came up and they're like, what do you have? Chicken. 
again? I'm like, dude, you got food. Shut up. I mean, this is free food. Someone's slaved to cook this for you because you don't have anything and you got the audacity to come up and go, really, chicken again? Sound familiar? They should have been coming up going, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate this. God bless you. I pray, you know, you don't know how many, and, and a lot of people were. But a lot of people were just, they would drive up. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Drive up and go, what you got today? And we'd tell them, and like, oh, okay, thanks, and drive off. I'm like, I'm giving triple servings to the next person, you know? Wonder if God does that to us. Really? You're not thankful for this? Fine, I'll take it all back. Aren't we thankful he doesn't do that? How many times has God blessed us with so much stuff and we focus on the negative? We focus on what we don't have. We focus on a little pebble in our shoe that's, that's annoying us. You know what? Take off your shoe, get the pebble out. It's real simple. Focus on the positive. Take off your shoe. I don't care. You got shoes. Be thankful. It's the classic glass half full or half empty. Do you, how do you see your glass? The human tendency is to see things half empty. Focus on what we don't have as opposed to what we do have. I saw this quote that said, two men looked out from behind prison bars. One saw mud and the other saw the stars. What do we see? What do we focus on? How do we look at our life? Did you know that the word thank actually comes from an old German word meaning to think? Which suggests that it's by thinking about and recognizing the blessings that we can become thankful. You actually have to focus on things. You have to realize, slow down and take note of what you're thankful for. You have to start listing them. Some of you may have to write it down. But we need to be thankful for what we have. I would say that we're thankful this time of year, that we need to be thankful more than just at Thanksgiving. But sadly, people aren't even thankful on Thanksgiving anymore. We just eat. We work, we cook, we slave, and then we're tired. And at the end of the day, we watch some football, or some of us all day long, watch some football, and we just relax. And that's what the day is about. Instead of being thankful for what we have. I preached a couple years ago. Um, I, when everyone walked in, I handed them a piece of paper. And I said, write down what you thanked God for last night. And then I collected them all. And I said, what if you only had today what you thanked God for last night? What would you have? I saw the pieces of paper. Not very much. And probably most people fibbed a little bit about it. How many of us thank God for everything? And I'll tell you, at night, I, I, I like to, before we go to sleep, I like to, to list everything. 
And sometimes it's like, I'm just repeating the same thing every night. I don't think God cares. We're thankful. You know, I, I list the family members. God bless them. Thank you for that we have family and friends. Been blessed to not have a ton of death in our family. Neither side of our family. Thankful to have jobs. We both have jobs. We have plenty of food. We have clothes. We have heat. Thank you, Lord. We have air conditioning. When, thank you, Lord. We've got cars. It may be old. It may chug sometimes, but it gets me from point A to point B. It's what we have. It's what we need. We're blessed. We may not have everything, but we have an awful lot by the world's standards. I came across this little poem entitled Dirty Dishes. Thank God for dirty dishes. They have a story to tell. And by the stack I have, it seems we're living pretty well. While people in other countries are starving, I haven't the heart to fuss. For by this stack of evidence, God's awfully good to us. thought that was kind of cute. Now, above all that we have, we have Jesus Christ and His salvation. We're blessed with all kinds of things, but we have the salvation through the cross. Because of Him, heaven is our destination. So really, everything over and above that is just icing on the cake. It's good to be reminded on occasion that most people who have lived in this world, the vast majority of the billions who have made it through this world have not enjoyed a fraction of what the poorest person in our society has today. Some of us need to look at history. Need to study the Great Depression and what they went through. What your grandparents went through. What your great-grandparents went through. I remember my grandparents talking about it, how they had nothing. They were thankful. Man, I wish there was more kids upstairs today. They were thankful for an apple on Christmas, an orange on Christmas. You know what that meant? They didn't get it the rest of the year. They couldn't afford it. They had meat on Thanksgiving or Christmas, and that was special. I'm only 53. <laughs> Hush it. Um, but there was times in my life when we were poor by the world's mentality. My dad started a church and we had no home to live in. So we lived in the church. One, one Sunday school room was... My, mine and my brother's bedroom, and another was my parents. We had no toys at all. My dad bought my brother and I each a putter, put, put, putter, and he bought us a golf ball. And so we played throughout the church. We'd maybe start up here and say, okay, hole number one is back over there, and you'd put it through the church, and it had a basement and around, and it was long, and we played putt-putt. That was our games. That's all we had. Then... It stepped up in the world. My dad bought 
there's ping pong paddles and net at a yard sale. And uh, so he went out and got two saw horses and a plywood and he made us a ping pong table. That was our toys. We were talking about it about 15 years ago. All of us were at my parents' house in Arizona and we were talking about it. And my mom started crying. She got upset, hurt by saying that we didn't have anything growing up. And I went over to her and I hugged her and I said, Mom, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about here. You, you're missing my point. We had nothing, but I never knew it. I never knew we were poor. I never knew that I was missing out on things. I knew that my friends had stuff I didn't have, but I never knew that I was poor. I never knew. And why was that? Because my mom and dad were always thankful and always praising for everything that we had. So I had no idea I was poor. I had friends that didn't have a roof over their head. I had friends that died at a young age. I had friends that didn't have parents or didn't have both parents. Some had horrible parents. I was blessed and never thought otherwise because my parents raised me to be thankful at all times for everything that we had. So you see, it's all how you look at it. <clears throat> Do you see your glass half empty or half full? Do you focus on what you don't have or do you focus on what you do have? <clears throat> when you're worried and you can't sleep, instead of counting sheep, count your blessings. Because you'll run out of time if you start picking apart your, your blessings. We'd be a whole lot better off if we spent time counting our blessings. So think on these things, says Paul, whatever are pure, honorable, and loving. Think all about the things we so often overlook. Pure water, <clears throat> sunlight, fresh snow, a day that's milder than the other day. Today is supposed to be 50, something like that. It's better than 26 the other day. Are we thankful? Well, it's still cold. Yep, but it could be colder. You know, anyone see the news, what Buffalo's going through right now? They had over six feet of snow. Thank you, Lord, for our weather. But we could complain. I want it 70. I want, I want it sunnier. It's cloudy today. I want it this. I want it that. I'm, uh, we could complain about anything. You need to be thankful for the moonlight over the water. A basket of ripe fruit. A steak done just the way you like it. Man, there's nothing better than that. Dew drops on the petal of a rose. Have you ever taken time and gone for a walk and just appreciated God's creations? Man. God is good. 
we were driving through South Dakota and went over into Wyoming and, and stuff. And I looked at Chris and I said, man, God was showing off because it is so beautiful. And we were driving through Kansas and people say, Kansas is ugly. It's so flat. And we were driving through looking and saying, look at that. That's pretty. Look at that. Look at that. And you can pick apart and say the ugly things, or you can pick apart and say the good things. How do we look at life? So much to be thankful for. What good is having all kinds of stuff in our hearts uh, if our hearts are cold and dead and bare? Gratitude makes the difference in everything. There's a lot of people that are, are poor out there that have nothing. And I'm not talking our kind of nothing where you open up the pantry and it's full and you say, we have nothing. Open up the refrigerator. We have nothing. And you have to throw away food because you don't eat it. We're spoiled. During the pandemic, people were complaining, oh, I'm poor, I have nothing. And our government's handing out money left and right. And now the government's not handing out money and inflation's higher and prices are double what they were two years ago. And people are starting to realize, hmm, I had it pretty good back then. But they were moaning and complaining like the Israelites. God, you brought me out here to die. All I have is free food and you keep us warm in the night and keep us protected from the sun in the day. How dare you, God? Send me back to slavery. Sounds like us sometimes. God, all I have is this nice suit. Someone else has two. Or theirs is better. Theirs is fancier. There's blah. We need to be thankful. And it's not something we get by calling the Butterball Hotline. The lady there can only help you with turkey stuff. The main thing you need in order to be truly thankful is to look around. It's so important to be thankful. Thankful for blessings received. For the gift of Jesus Christ and our salvation. But also for all these other things that God just throws on top just because He loves us. How many here are alive? There you go. Let's start there. How many are saved? There we go. You know, we can go on. How many have clothes? Thank you, God, that everyone's dressed this morning. We have shoes on our feet. I've worked with inner city people, kids, for so many years. And I taught them that they needed to be thankful. I taught them to give back to other people because I don't care how poor you are, there's someone worse off than you. I don't care how bad your life is, there's always someone worse off than you. You can always be thankful because there's someone worse off. But do we do that? Do we wake up every morning saying, thank you, God, I'm alive. Thank you, God, that the heat's still working. 
Thank you, God, that our lights, I flip it on. The light comes on. Thank you, God, I have a job to go to. Thank you, God, I've got money in the bank. Thank you, God, I've got a car to drive. Thank you, God, I've got my family. I've got children and grandchildren. Thank you, God, that I've got a spouse. Thank you, God. I can see. I can hear. I can smell. I can taste. We take that stuff for granted. Some of you guys remember Victor when he was going through his chemo treatment. The one thing that he was losing was his sight. We need to be thankful for what we have. But even at that, he was complaining that he was losing his sight. I won't be able to see my daughter walk down the aisle. I said, if you're there, who cares? We can look at the glass half empty or we can look at the glass half full, no matter what the situation is. We're blessed. Can I get an amen? We need to be thankful this year. Let's bow our heads. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you have that above everything to be thankful for. That we have the gift of life and eternity. But if you don't know Him, whether you're listening or watching online or here this morning, today is the day to accept Him. To accept this free gift. He did the hard part. He gave His only Son to come and die on the cross and take away all of our sins. We sang the song earlier. No matter how bad our sin is, He took them all away. All you have to do is ask Him into your heart. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And then we have that free gift of eternity. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to You this morning. We thank You for sending Your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, for our past. Lord, and you, you don't care what it is. Nothing, no sin is too great for your forgiveness. Lord, we come to you and we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Take it all away, all of our past. And Lord, come into our hearts. Come into our lives. And fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.